Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. This is a solo show I do every single week where we talk about something that is being discussed among Steeler fans everywhere around the globe. And this week, I think this question, out of all the episodes I've done so far, most people would say, Jeff, is this really a burning question? Some might go as far as so some might go as far to say, Jeff, is this even a question at all? Here it is, plain and simple. Are the Steelers going to be without both Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in 2019? So when you hear that question, immediately people think, well, duh, Le'Veon Bell wants out. He sat out all last season. Seems obvious, right? Maybe. Then you have Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is wanting out. Walked out on the team in Week 17. Has openly stated he wants a trade. Has been flirting with other teams, especially the San Francisco 49ers, since he walked out on the team in Week 17. So, what's the question? Literally, what is the question now? Well, to me, there still is a lot of gray matter with both of these players. And some of it's being discussed amongst the mainstream media. And some of it is just factual information that could impact what happens to these players. So let's start with Le'Veon Bell. The news with Le'Veon Bell, and let's be honest, there hasn't been much news with Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell might be sending Antonio Brown a thank you card because I don't think he's the most hated man in Pittsburgh right now like he used to be. And that was a burning question I had a few weeks ago. But the news around Le'Veon Bell. This comes from people like Adam Schefter, Jason Lacafora. Here's what they wrote via Twitter. This is from Adam Schefter of ESPN. The Pittsburgh Steelers are still considering a tag option on Le'Veon Bell, which would give them the right to match any offer sheet the free agent to be signs with any other team. A league source told ESPN. Pittsburgh's decision depends on how much another team would value Bell and whether the Steelers would be willing to match the offer sheet. Now, Jason Lockenfora from uh, CBS, his source says, the Steelers were advised by the NFL Management Council that they can utilize another tag on the running back in 2019, sources said, and the transition tag remains a, a likely scenario. That would be the precursor to an eventual trade with the Jets and Eagles as potential landing spots. Okay, so the news is is that a lot of these experts or insiders with sources, I'm using air quotes if you're not watching on YouTube, claim that the Steelers have some options here. Okay, now yesterday, when you're listening to this, or this could be, let me put it this way, on Wednesday, phenomenal writer from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Simon Chester, wrote an article about why using the transition tag on Le'Veon Bell would be foolish. I'll read you what he wrote. Under the terms of the transition tag, Pittsburgh would have the right of first refusal against any contract offered to Bell, but it would offer them zero compensation should he sign elsewhere. Similar to the franchise tag, it would come with a designated one-year contract initially, a figure that would appear to be a $9.5 million based on the terms of the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement. 
but one that Bell's agent may possibly be able to argue should be worth $14.5 million, which is what he was due last year but didn't show up. Regardless of what the transition tag number ends up being, the entire amount would be counted against the Steelers' salary cap in 2019 from the moment it is applied, remaining there until Bell signed a long-term contract with Pittsburgh or another team. Should that team not be the Steelers, not only would they not get any compensation, in 2019 they would also be ineligible to receive a compensatory draft pick in 2020. I'll stop right there. So the news surrounding Le'Veon Bell is simple. They want, or I should say they are suggesting that the Steelers use this transition tag. Now, what I read to you kind of sounded like some mumbo-jumbo. <clears throat> Let me make it real simple. <clears throat> Excuse me. The transition tag essentially states that if the Steelers put this transition tag on Le'Veon Bell, he is not guaranteed any money by the team. He becomes a free agent. And if a team wants to sign Le'Veon Bell, they would put out an offer. It would be up to the Steelers to look at that offer and decide, do we want to match the offer or do we want to let him walk? There's two sides to this. One of them is that some are suggesting that the Steelers believe that Le'Veon Bell's stock or worth amongst the free agent on the free agent market is not going to be as high as he thinks it will be. And in this case, maybe the Steelers, let's say the best deal he gets is a low ball offer about nine million. The Steelers might say, you know what? We can afford that. We want you to stay. And then they they match the offer sheet. Will that happen? No one really knows. Do I think that'll happen? No, I don't think that'll happen. I do think some team is going to pay him a lot of money, more than Pittsburgh can offer, and he will be gone. Now, Lock and Fora points to the sign and trade method. Um, I just don't think that's going to have any credibility, really, to be honest with you, um, because you have to think about the fact that any contract that Bell signs, even if it's just one with the Steelers, is going to have signing bonuses, which are going to count as dead money on the cap. And that's all written in Simon's article that was published. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. I guess when I look at Le'Veon Bell, some people, and it's strange to think this, believe that he has a chance of coming back. I never thought he had a chance of coming back, and I'm not sure how he could ever come back. I mean, people say the teammates overreact sometimes, this, that, and the other. But you know what? When it comes down to it, the way that his teammates responded to him not showing up, my gosh, was that telling. I mean, you see stuff like this happen across the league, and you never see players say the things that they said, do the things that they did. It just doesn't happen, but it did. Leon Bell could ever walk back into that Steelers locker room and everything be copacetic. Would they eventually be okay with him? And, and if he makes the helps them win, yeah, I'm sure. Because if it helps them win, then yeah. But ultimately, in my opinion, the Pittsburgh Steelers are moving on from Le'Veon Bell.
they've already kind of had that this, this put into place going into this past season. I think that they had faith in James Conner, or maybe I should say hope. They had hope in James Conner that he was going to be a legitimate back, the back that they saw at Pitt before his knee injury. And he was, and he was. And then they signed Jalen Samuels, who's kind of like that Swiss Army knife who turned out to be a better runner than they ever thought. But now in his second year, he should be able to do some of the things that Le'Veon Bell did as a receiver. So they kind of had had this planned, in my opinion, that they were going to be without Le'Veon Bell. I don't think anyone thought that was going to start in 2018, but it did. And ultimately, I think the Steelers are better off for it. So when we get back to the burning question of will the Steelers be without Le'Veon Bell in 2019, I think that is a resounding, and I mean a resounding, yes. You can talk transition tags all you want. I don't think it's worth it. Let him walk. Get a compensatory draft pick. The one thing to keep in mind about the compensatory draft picks is you only get comp picks if you don't go out and get free agents yourself. So if the Steelers are players in free agency this year, and even if they lose Le'Veon Bell, they'll probably still get a pick based on his worth, contract, stuff of that nature, the equation that they have. But it's not going to be nearly as much as people expect. That's not a bad thing. I view Le'Veon Bell as a headache. That might be because I cover the team and have to write about him too much. But I say good riddance. Very talented player. I just don't think the Steelers need him anymore. Okay, so now let's turn our attention to Antonio Brown. This is a different beast altogether. Because unlike Le'Veon Bell, who's set to hit free agency, Antonio Brown's under contract, plain and simple. He's under contract, and we all know the story of what went down after Week 17. But it's gotten a little bit more complex than that since Week 17. So he walks out on the team, doesn't show up, doesn't talk to anyone. We're hearing about yeah, you know, the flirtation with other teams, mainly the San Francisco 49ers. We're talking about now the police reports of a potential domestic dispute with one of Brown's, the, the mother of his, one of his children. The one thing I'm not going to do here is to downplay domestic violence or a domestic dispute of any kind for whatever reason, that's just not what I'm going to do. However, I'm, I'm, I take that stuff extremely serious. But, however, I, I do want to mention that his off-the-field situation is certainly going to impact his on-the-field situation. So I think Le'Veon Bell's made it very clear that he wants to be traded. He wants out of Pittsburgh, one way or another. and so. The Steelers and Art Rooney II and Mike Tomlin at his end-of-the-year press conference, they all said he is not above the law. He could potentially be traded, period. And the one thing that sticks in my mind, at first it's, it seemed fine. You're going to get a decent return for him. Would it be a first-round draft pick? I don't know. Maybe it's a second-round pick or a third-round pick and a current player on a team. I don't think they're going to get as big of a return as many expected. And I think that's that's been reported 
and the Steelers would never admit it, but I'm sure they're getting phone calls and they're probably just not getting the return that they ultimately thought they would. So right now they're in this limbo state and then all of a sudden this police report gets leaked. Now what? What does that do? In terms of his value, he's already has he already has baggage. His baggage is that he walked out on his team. His baggage is the Facebook Live stuff. His baggage is the temper tantrums on the sideline. This might not be unique to Antonio Brown, but it all comes in the package that is Antonio Brown if you're someone that wants to buy the trade. Now you throw in the police report, the potential domestic dispute, which, by the way, the NFL did say they are going to investigate. So he's a potential player who could be suspended for this if it proves to be true that he put his hands on a woman in some way, shape, or form. And so now you're, the Steelers might be thinking, my gosh, what are we going to do now? He doesn't want to be here. We don't necessarily want him here. But what are we going to get for him? I don't know. That's a tough question. It's a really tough question. And so if his trade value is continuing to decline, while many people, myself included, thought that he would just be gone this, this offseason, maybe the Steelers bite the bullet and keep him because they realized the return would never be good enough. There would be a lot of fences that need mended before that happened, but maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe that's what they think, that, hey, he's a good player. We'll see how things pan out in terms of this investigation, but ultimately, maybe we just keep him. We're not going to get a first-round pick for him. We're not going to get a high-profile player for him, so therefore, let's keep our own high-profile player Hope that he can get his stuff together and hope that he can help us win a championship because Antonio Brown is that kind of player. You might hate his guts right now, but you can't deny the impact that he has on the field, whether it's in production or whether it's in getting defense's attention and opening up things for someone like Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side of the football field. So will Antonio Brown be a part of the Steelers in 2019. If you asked me this two days ago, I would say there's no chance he's a member of the Steelers in 2019. But while some people are saying they should just cut ties with Antonio Brown, you can't just cut ties with a guy like this. I understand the domestic violence stuff. I don't take that lightly. The domestic dispute, whatever you want to call it, should not and will not, I doubt, I highly doubt, after all the incidents that the NFL has had, be taken lightly. However, this is not a uh, Kareem Hunt situation in Kansas City where he's a third-round draft pick and they just cut ties with him. Now, he's very talented, but at the same time, he is not going to count $20 million on your salary cap if you choose to cut him. I don't think the Steelers can afford that. If they're going to trade him and they have that dead money on their on their books, at least they would be getting something in return. That may sound insensitive. That may sound callous. But that's just the God's honest truth when it comes to how this is run as a business. Because that's what it is, folks. It's a business. So if you asked me two days ago, will Antonio Brown be on the Steelers in 2019, I would have said, there's no chance. Now, if that number was 10% two days ago, I'd say it's above 50% now. I'd go as high as 65% 
there's a chance that 65% chance that he is back wearing black and gold next year. Why? Well, depending on how this case pans out and the investigation of the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they do, there might not be a lot of teams that want him. And if they do want him, they're probably not giving up what the Steelers want for him. So take that for what it's worth. So to put a bow on all of this, Le'Veon Bell, I think, is gone. Antonio Brown could be gone. And ultimately, I think that he could be back. I don't think Le'Veon Bell has any chance of being back. If I were to put a percentage on that, I'd put it at zero. But it just had me thinking the other day about how, you think back in 2014, 2015, the killer bees, you know? Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Tavis Bryant, Chris Boswell. Man, you fast forward to 2019. Where are they now? It's kind of like one of those segments. Where are they now? Ben Roethlisberger is entering the final year of his contract, hoping for an extension. Antonio Brown walks out on his team. Once traded, off-field issues. No one knows what his future holds. Le'Veon Bell sat out the entire 2018 season. Instead of playing under the set of the franchise tag, he's expected to hit free agency. Martavis Bryant was traded to the Raiders and is out of the league, suspended indefinitely after having another drug issue or failed drug test. Chris Boswell is coming off one of the worst kicking seasons in franchise history. This after he gets a big contract by the by the team before the season. Man, how the mighty have fallen. But I'll say this. I was texting Lance Williams, my co-host for The Standard is a Standard, and big props to him for his show. Yeah, I said it. If you haven't heard any of those, go back and check them out. They're not long podcasts, 10 to 15 minutes, and they are 100% worth it. But back to the, the point here. I was texting him, and he was saying how he feels the Steelers need to go all in. He said, bring back Bell bring back Brown, try to sign whoever you can in free agency. And I kept on saying to myself, well, the funny thing is, is that when they had all this talent, the killer bees were intact and they were buzzing around the hive. They never won anything. They never won anything. And he replied, well, they made it to an AFC championship game. Whoop-de-doo. Just like New England, Pittsburgh does not label themselves as a success for reaching a conference championship game. They're labeled their success with Super Bowl trophies, and they never produced one. You can talk defense. You can talk whatever you want. The Killer Bees won nothing, period. Go back and think about those 2000, like 2005, 2009, they have even close to the offensive weapons that they have now. No. Nope. And did they win? Yep. Yes, they did. Absolutely. You could even go back to 1995 when they went to Super Bowl 30 and lost to Dallas. Did they have the offensive weapons then? Bam Morris? Not really. Running back, yeah. Yancey Thigpen? Mm. Not, 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 not really. They didn't. Neil O'Donnell? Come on. But they still got to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 45. They didn't have the same amount of talent when they lost to Green Bay. 
plain and simple, this team might be without both of these superstars in 2019. But it doesn't mean the sky is falling. And it doesn't mean this team can still be a very prolific offense without them. So to answer the burning question, will the Steelers be without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell in 2019? Odds are possibly, maybe even probably. But I think that Antonio Brown might be back. Got a hunch. Not a source. Got a hunch. That's the show, folks. Appreciate you listening. Make sure you check out all of our podcasts in multiple venues, multiple platforms. So first and foremost, YouTube. You go to YouTube, you search BTSE Steelers Radio, and you'll get a lot of our shows there live. You can see the, you can put a face to the voice. But if you don't have that possibility, capability, you can find us on a ton of audio platforms. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Megaphone, Spotify, which is my personal favorite. If you just go to any of those platforms and search Steelers, you'll find us. Look for the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com logo. You'll see it says SB Nation, Pittsburgh Steelers Community. We want you to like, subscribe, and follow. And please tell your friends. If you had a, a fan that's a friend of yours that's a fan of the Steelers, tell them about it. Send them some links. We appreciate all the help we can get. And as always, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, that should be your one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers needs. In the offseason, we're giving you 8 to 10 articles a day. In the offseason, 8 to 10 articles. Think about that. That's crazy. But we appreciate all the support there as well. I'm Jeff Hardman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Steelers Burning Question.